Well, hello everybody and welcome to Richard's Radio Adventures. My name is Richard, KB5JBV, and welcome once again to our little snippet of heaven. I'd like y'all to know we're currently experiencing one of those uh, phenomena in the weather here in Texas. I've said more than once that we have four seasons in Texas. We have hot, cold, screaming children, and bugs. But we also do have uh, the occasional uh, oddity where we experience all four of the seasons experienced everywhere else in the United States on the same day. But it currently is, it is in the uh, springtime mode. We are 68 degrees and it is quite pleasant outside at the moment. So, um, I judge him by the old clock on the wall. Uh, there will be icicles on the building in about an hour and a half. So, sorry about all the weather talk. I've been taking some of these virtual Skywarn classes, trying to get myself caught up. You know, weather is on my mind because we're coming on that time of year in Texas when we have those really strange winds that go in a circle. However... We will not allow that to curb our enthusiasm, as it were. But, uh, like I said, welcome back again. And we would like to remind y'all to please get in contact with us. Let us know what you would like to hear about on our podcast. And we'll do our best to see if we can make it happen. I would like to remind everybody that we have a Discord server uh, over at Discord. Resonant Frequency Podcast. Y'all can come by, join up, visit with us. Uh, we do post a few things of interest, amateur radio that are not posts from people on the server. Everybody needs to keep up with when the contests are happening, a little bit of propagation, that kind of stuff. Y'all come by and see us. We're steadily building our community. It's getting bigger and bigger. You're welcome to come by. If you uh, if you need a link for that, I encourage everybody to go over to the website. There is a page specifically with contact information on the website. Contact me via email, Twitter, where else are we, Reddit, Discord, uh, all those places. All the places you can contact us. There's even a direct email address if you'd like to give that a shot. So... We did Skywarn, and we did Discord server. We also want to let y'all know that not only do we have one, but three different places you can get a hold of me on Facebook. And I know a lot of y'all are probably not big fans of Facebook at this point. However, we are still there so that people can find us. Not only do we have my personal page, but there's also... Um, a page for Resonant Frequency, the Amateur Radio Podcast. There is also a Resonant Frequency, the Amateur Radio Podcast group over at Facebook. So you can just come on by and visit with us. I mean, I encourage y'all, and I feel I haven't got accurate stats on it. I used to have a, uh, a piece of software on the back end of the website that would tell me where people were coming in from to get our show. Uh, I do not have that anymore. We used to have the Frapper map, which it drove everybody crazy because I would talk about uh, everybody that signed up on the Frapper map. That is no longer an option. But the feeling that I get is that we are uh, reaching reaching Europe and uh, other places 
we seem to have more enthusiasm out that way. So you guys, I understand that amateur radio is a little bit different from what it is here in your country. But, I mean, I'd even like to hear about that because I have no problem talking about that on the podcast. And we would uh, definitely like to hear from you folks. Resonant Frequency is listener-driven. It's all about y'all, not me. We're here to Elmer. We're here to discuss things that are relevant in the amateur radio community and that kind of stuff. Please, please get in, t- get in contact with me. I'm thinking I'm sitting here talking to myself. Now, if I am talking to myself, I would like myself to send me an email or something so that I, I know that that's what's going on. But I really don't feel that's the case. So with that, let's go ahead and move on to the topic. Um, you know, I, I understand we got a little behind. And so I've been looking around on websites and trying to talk to a few people and that kind of stuff. And one of the things I've been doing is leaving the radio on a little bit so I could kind of hear what folks are talking about and stuff. And something was brought back to mind that has been an issue for years and years, as far as I know, in the amateur radio community. And that is, for the love of God, check your volume level. Now, what I mean by that is that, well, let's, let's take the long way around. A large majority of amateur radio operators have come in from the, uh, from the citizen band service, commercial radio service, and that kind of stuff. Those that have been around a while have probably spent a few hours on HF and that kind of stuff. Even fewer or even more have spent uh, plenty of time on analog repeaters and that kind of stuff. Well, let's let's start with this. If you are using sideband or AM, the volume that you produce into your microphone when you're talking from time to time can make a difference in the output of your transceiver. In the output of your transceiver, a small increase in your output. Okay, anybody that sat and watched the needle when they're talking on sideband or even on AM, know that when, you're t- when you start to speak, the output level, according to the meter on the front of the radio, the output tends to go up a little bit and tends to bounce as you're talking. Okay, there's a minimal increase. So sometimes when you can't be heard on AM or sideband, you tend to speak up. That's one of the reasons that on uh, citizen band most especially uh, guys will take a power mic and put it on their radio to increase the input basically power mic's got uh, some way to increase the audio gain attached to it in the case of hf radios there's most often more often than not the radio has an audio gain uh, setting on it somewhere it's either a switch or a knob on the front, and you can turn it up to try and get that output up. Alrighty. Now, in the case of AM and FM, uh, it really doesn't, or AM and your sideband, it really doesn't mess up your audio signal that much. Doing it that way, if it was crappy to begin with, it's going to continue to be crappy. If it was 
good to begin with. It might suffer a little bit, but not much. Then we move away from that, and we move over to FM. Now, a lot of guys, because of that, because of what they've heard or experienced in the, with those other two modes on FM, they will do the same thing. If they can't be heard very well, or their mic volume is low, or something is going on, someone says something about having a hard time hearing them, they tend to speak up. They tend to get a lot louder. Um, and in some cases, people just, they're loud when they're talking to radio. They hold their microphone too close. They hold it in the wrong position. And we've talked in the past on the other show, we've talked about clicks and peepops and breathing noises and all this other stuff. But we're focusing specifically on the volume of the input volume of your radio at the moment. And that's probably where we'll stay unless we wander off topic like we do from time to time. So, because they've uh, heard these other people operating that way have uh, and that kind of stuff, or they have operated that way themselves on AM or sideband, they think that yelling into the radio is going to do some good. Now, FM's a different animal, whereas AM is based upon what comes into the microphone. FM is as well. However, in the case of the peaks getting bigger, and now we're starting to get off into something you'd have to kind of watch on a scope, but whereas the amplitude being the peaks and valleys of AM and FM is the key, and you can increase that by speaking louder or turning up your mic gain. On FM, it's a different animal. FM is frequency modulated. And you please understand, I'm trying to make sure that everybody can understand. So uh, you guys have got a 100-year-old license that uh, shaking your head Please understand, I'm trying to convey this information to everybody. In the case of FM, it's called frequency modulation, FM. And the difference is the modulation of the signal is because of frequency shifts. The width of the frequency coming through, the, um, it has nothing to do with how high and low the peaks and valleys are except in some cases. So what you're doing is you're, when you talk louder into that microphone, you tend to make the frequency you're transmitting on wider. Now, where this is bad, well, we'll get to flat topping in a minute, but you make the frequency wider. Now, some of you may have experienced cases where you could sit there and you can chunk a repeater all day long. But when you go to talk on that repeater, when you unkey, the repeater's not there. Now, the repeater's there because if you turn around and chunk it again, it'll, it'll do its thing. But when you get on there and your volume, for lack of any another word, when your volume is too great, too loud, you will over-deviate. And this is the term for the width 
of your signal on the uh, frequency modulation side of things because it swings back and forth between a couple of frequencies. However, if you go outside of that range, and it's called a passband, if you go outside of that passband, there are a lot of repeaters that, well, you will just drop out of simply because these repeaters have passband filters to help eliminate noise on adjacent frequencies. And some repeater owners keep them pretty tight. Some of them don't keep them so tight. But a little too far either side and you drop out of the passband or you over deviate out of the passband and the repeater stops receiving your signal basically. Now flat topping is another issue. If you're trying to push more audio into that signal but it will only go so far because amplitude is not as big an issue with FM as it is with AM or sideband. Once it gets past a certain point, it's just like if you were recording an audio file or something like that and you started to get choppy because you were, uh, what they call in that is uh, clipping, which means that you were outside of the passband for your audio recording and it would start cutting, cutting little bits off, the bits that were outside of that band. Now, I know this is a lot of information. It may be a little more for the newer guys than you might be able to absorb in the time we have for this show. But I wanted to try and get this information in. You know, then we move to other things like digital radio. Now, digital radio, my understanding, and I probably need to dig into it a little more, but digital radio takes the audio signal going in your microphone, turns it into a digital signal, passes the digital signal either over the air to a repeater, and passes it through the system where it comes out the other side and the digital signal is decoded on the radio on the other end. So in that case, you really don't have problems if your radio is properly if it comes from, comes to you properly set up or you have to get in there and adjust it and make sure it's set up correctly. All the FM stuff where the repeaters are concerned, it does come into play, but it's not, shouldn't be an issue because digital signals also have the benefit of not being as wide spectrum wise, not such a broad range of frequency where you're operating. Where that's concerned, it's not as big an issue. So in the case of digital signals, when you scream into your radio, yell into your radio, the yell that goes in is the yell that comes out. Now, I've probably muddled that up just enough where some of you sit down and go out on the internet kind of look some of this stuff up. It is not my intention to teach by that method, but it turns out that it is a uh, reasonable teaching tool. Uh, let's do this. I was sitting listening to some nets here not long ago, a few weeks back, and once one of the nets was over, I had my radio set for scan. You know, hotspots are great things because if you set them up the right way, you can scan everything on a network and 
and that kind of stuff and just pick out the conversations that sound interesting. It's kind of like scanning out, uh, FM or, or that kind of stuff, analog FM. And I'm, I'm listening to the thing, and I hear a conversation that I'm kind of interested in. So I go ahead and dial in that particular talk group over on Brandmeister. And I'm sitting there, and I'm starting to listen. And I'm listening for a little bit, and these guys are talking. Well, their audio is so quiet, so low, that I have to have the volume turned up on my radio to about halfway. So I have it turned up, comfortable listening. These guys are sounding great, everything else. And then here comes a guy, he keys up and starts talking, and my radio jumps off of the desk. The volume level is so loud, it literally makes my radio start bouncing on the desk. And I turn the volume down, and I'm on the uh, last setting before the volume is completely off. And this guy is still loud enough that my wife can make out every word of what he's saying across the living room from me while her TV is on. And then when the other guys go back to talking again, I have to turn the volume all the way back up. And then this guy talks again, and I have to turn it all the way back down. Before very long, I ended up having to go ahead and quit listening to that conversation because this guy was just so loud let me put this in perspective a little bit i told y'all i was going to make cliff w w5 pix i was about to going to make him an internet star and we'll go back to cliff now cliff's a good good guy i really like him uh however cliff is a short haul truck driver now people know what a long haul truck driver short haul truck driver somebody like uh, cliff who he drives mostly from Fort Worth, Texas to Houston, Texas, and in between, but he does it every day. And as with a lot of uh, guys that drive trucks for a living nowadays, he has his amateur radio license, and he uses that to keep him company while he's out on the road. Now, I understand this. I used to belong to a bunch of a loose confederation of security guys that we did the same thing to keep uh keep ourselves awake in the middle of the night when we were working security and in case we needed help we always had somebody on the other end so cliff is out here driving up and down interstate 45 which is the the main highway between here and there and cliff is really loud Part of the reason Cliff is really loud, and this is where Cliff gets passed, is because I don't know how many of you have ever ridden in anything bigger than a pickup, but the bigger the truck, the louder it is inside while you're going down the road. And in the case of a diesel, what we call a diesel, or a tractor, or whatever you want to call it, anyway, they are extremely loud. Because the cabs on those things are primarily made of fiberglass. They sit right on top of the engine. And they're pretty loud. So Cliff, as with anybody that walks into or is in a loud environment, they tend to talk louder. 
Now, in the case of his radio, he could probably just speak at his normal volume level in the radio, and it would be okay. Everybody would be able to hear him and understand him and everything else. But it's human nature in loud environments to speak louder. However, the guy that is driving around down the road in his brand new, I don't know, Chevrolet or Ford or Chrysler that's got all the noise deadening, it's got insulation in the doors and ceiling, and the thing is so quiet that you could hear a gnat fart, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Why are these guys screaming at their radios? But a lot of, in a lot of cases, what I hear is not screaming. Most radios nowadays have a mic game setting on them. I know that I own two DMR radios that, and they're handhelds. They're not even uh, full-size radios, but they both have a mic game setting inside. I know that a couple of my bigger radios that are older, I have one that uh, is brand new. Well, kind of brand new. They were phasing it out when I bought it. But it has mic gain control. And some of my older radios have that. If you're identified, if somebody is telling you, God, you're loud, you need to like back off that mic or something. And that's the sad part. We don't tend to tell people when their signal is not what it should be anymore because everybody's afraid they're going to upset somebody. But if somebody tells you or you've told somebody, then it's probably just something as simple as setting that mic game. Well, how do you do that? Well, I used to have a scanner that I would keep on my desk so occasionally I could turn the scanner on and I could listen to myself while I was transmitting on VHF and UHF. As far as my HF signal, that was a little harder. The only way I could ever find out what I sounded like is if I could get one of the guys here locally to talk to me for a while and re record the conversation. Now, in the case of DMR and the other digital modes, we really don't have an excuse and here's why i say that the reason we don't have an excuse is because first of all uh, as far as i know all of these radios have some form of mic gain which can be raised or lowered it's a setting somewhere in the menu or a knob i mean i can set my 878 up where i can if i needed to mess with it enough i could push push a button on the side and get to it we can run that volume up and down. It's not going to make any difference to have it up all the way on, uh, especially digital, other than it might make the radio hop out of the passband on the repeater when it gets to the other end. Now, understand, I keep saying repeater. I use hotspot. So I run low power and all that other stuff because I'm out here where I can't reach any of the repeaters. But I'm starting to slide off subject. What we're talking about is every one of these networks, and it doesn't matter if it's DMR, it doesn't matter if it's Fusion, it doesn't matter if it's even D-Star, because D-Star, as long as uh, I've actually used D-Star, which I don't use heavily, but I do have D-Star radios, 
have some facility for you to transmit and unkey and then hear yourself repeated from that network or repeater or whatever. And what I'm saying is, in the case of D-Star, I believe it's called Echo. Echo Server. In the case of most DMR networks, it is called Parrot. You know, birds that make a lot of noise and they'll bite your finger off if you're not nice to them. That kind of thing. Yeah, that's a story that may never make it to Richard's story time, but, you know, y'all catch me at coffee and I'll tell you. But the whole thing is, even Fusion, and I can't remember what they call it over there, all of these DMR networks have some way for you to listen to your signal going down through the internet to the server on the other end. If it sounds good on that server on the other end, then you sound good uh, talking to whoever you're talking to, unless there's an issue with the equipment at where the server is. So there's really no excuse to be blasting people's radios off of their desk to causing their ears to bleed because your volume level is so much louder than everybody else's. You know, amateur radio practice has slipped, and I've been, one of the things I've been hearing, not intentionally listening for, but hearing is that amateur radio practice has slipped. It seems, in a lot of cases, not all cases, but in a lot of cases, that people are just going out, buying a radio, just like it was a a walkie-talkie at Walmart, a a family radio service radio, or a pair of Batman walkie-talkies or something like that, and they're going out and buying these radios and just starting to talk on them, and they don't understand anything about them. They don't understand that they need to uh, play nice with everybody else by setting their radios up semi-properly. And that kind of stuff. I'm really hearing a lot of that. One guy here locally on one of the analog repeaters. That. Uh, and I'm going to use fictitious numbers and stuff. But. He, he, let's use my call sign. He, he gets on the repeater with the highest elevation. In. Dallas. I'm going to say in Dallas because there are some that are a little higher on top of the hill where the television broadcast stations are. But the highest elevation in the Dallas area, which means that that repeater has extreme coverage, 30, 40 miles out, easy. And he will get on there and throw his call out, uh, KB5JBV on the big 9-7. Yeah, okay. You know, I, when you announce yourself on a, on a machine, I don't have a problem with you doing that any way you like. Personally, I don't have a problem. However, in this guy's case, his volume level is so bad, so loud that it rattles the windows on your car. And he doesn't understand. Now, we've avoided getting into other things, hums, clicks, peepops, breathing in the microphone, all this other stuff. Basically, I wanted to focus on the volume level issue, and some of you folks may have found that there are people that you would talk to 
when you first met up with them and they were happy to talk with you a few times and now you don't really hear them when you're on the radio and occasionally occasionally you will hear them throw their call sign out and you'll respond to them and it's like they must have turned off the radio and walked away well no they're just not wanting to talk to you because they can't have a conversation with you in the mix because you're just too loud or you're too quiet i didn't mention too quiet having that mic gain down too low can also be an issue i've run across a lot of that over the years and the more you ask somebody to speak up or speak into the microphone or whatever all you ended up with was aggravation on the other end because they couldn't figure out how to speak up or turn the mic gain up or what they needed to do to get their volume level up enough where they could be understood. It looks like we're running about out of time. I just want you all to go ahead and spend a little time getting to know your radio. Because especially on on the uh, DMR Infusion, D-Star and that kind of stuff, you really need to take the time to make sure you have good signal. Part of being an amateur radio operator is trying to have the best signal we can have when we're operating. You know, it, it, it doesn't matter when you're trying to bust through a pileup, even though some of what we're talking about could help you with that. Everything we do is training for something else. And that's something that the people down on Reddit forget. I keep uh, really getting to the point I'm going to start asking people, well, have you read the job description and posting a copy of Part 97 every time they say something stupid? So let me remind you all to come by the website at rfpodcast.info. If you want to go the long way in, it's Richard Bailey TX, one word, dot info slash rfpodcast. And that'll get you in as well. Or you can just Click on one of the various links. We're finally starting to show up in the search engine like we're supposed to. If you look around or even type a resonant frequency podcast, it should bring the website up. There's a lot of ways to find us. We're available on Facebook, Tumblr, Reddit, Discord. Where else are we? Something called Mastodon, which I haven't quite figured out yet. All these other places, we have a YouTube channel, Richard Bailey, KB5JBV. Also, where we're try- we have got some videos posted and we're working on more. We're looking forward to doing live events that we're, gonna, we're trying to get going. As soon as our situation settles down here, I'm sure I said something about being in the hospital and uh, that kind of stuff and we're trying to get back to work and get our schedule figured out so we can start doing more stuff for y'all and don't forget that we are coming down and it's going to be a while but i'm going to keep announcing it we are coming down to the quote relaunch now let's say season two of resonant frequency the amateur radio podcast season one was 54 episodes and we're going to pick up right after that and uh, do stuff we're getting some good ideas on what we need to do and uh, i believe it was last episode i was talking about you know having trouble getting going on hf and that kind of stuff which all this stuff is 
rolling around in my empty head and bouncing off walls and connecting with other stuff and hopefully we'll be able to generate the same quality show we were generating before. So we've talked about getting into contact with us, we've talked about coming over to Discord server, we've talked about sending us uh, upcoming stuff, we've talked about volume level. Oh God. Yes, for the love of God, find the mic gain on your radio. <laughs> because you're going to make a lot more friends that way than just turning it on having at it. I know that my my Anytone came preset at 7 or 8 on the mic gain, which for comfortable listening on the other end, I've been told that uh, level 5 or that's the way it's set up, 1 through 10. But 5 is what works best for the guys on the other end. And you're not talking for yourself. Yeah, there's a little one. Uh, one of those little clips that Russ can, uh, that Russ can uh, cut out and stick on the other show if you like. And here it goes. When you're on the radio, you're not talking to hear yourself talk. You're not talking for yourself. You're talking for everybody else because you want to convey that information. Short version is, you're not talking for yourself on the radio, you're talking for everybody else. So, with that, we seem to have run a little bit long. And uh, y'all have a great week, two weeks, 17 week. Get out there and do radio. Make sure you take every opportunity you can to Elmer people. And we'll talk to y'all next time. This is KB5JBV73. We gotta go.